0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to House in 1500, episode
1: 37. Hi, guys. Hi, your voice is so soothing today. (laughs) It was very much like, hello, and welcome to
2: the spa.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, it could go another direction. I'm glad it went to the spa. (laughs) Whoa, frisky
2: on a Monday morning. Yeah, a little early for that. That's funny. Hi guys. Hi guys, and then there's me. Hi, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Judy. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me think of the skylar sisters. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Peggy, is that and her? Peggy, and yeah. Peggy. Yes, and Peggy. <laughs> yeah. And Peggy. That's
0: awesome.
2: All right, I will start with the
0: uh, my low and then my high. So, oh wait, we got to
1: say the date.
0: Oh, I oh, never do. Date is, what is it? The 18th? Yes. 19th? Yes, 18. 18th. Okay. October 18th, 2021. So Milo, um, without going into details, <laughs> I just <laughs> have a child that is, Um, is, I'm practicing lots of parenting. So lots mm-hmm. of parenting is happening over here. So it's been kind of an interesting... Right. That way. But mm-hmm. at the same point, I feel really grateful with how I just approached it with curiosity instead of frustration or anger, irritation, or whatever that normally usually falls when your kids don't do what you want them to do, or they sure. say they do, they don't do it, right. <laughs> or you're like, just so frustrated. So I guess that was a win in that way. In yeah. that it was like, I did not get riled up at all. So I was just more like, tell me what's going on. Like, I'm really curious why your choice is here, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. So just tell me. <laughs> yeah. Did they respond really? to that curiosity? No, no more like, <laughs> a, I don't know. It's more, uh, I don't know. Uh, I was just so happy. I didn't get riled up about it, but my other, other, my Yes. Right. My other high is, um, it's just our fall break. So our fall break, our fall break started oh. last weekend. And so we got a whole week. So, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It is in some ways, but you guys get longer summers. So I'd actually okay. rather have a longer summer sure. than shorter, shorter breaks. So, cause the weather right. in August is amazing. right? And we're starting school. Like second week of August it's yeah, so early rough. yeah so I would rather just shorten our breaks throughout the year by a little bit because we get a whole week off in, for Thanksgiving too so oh wow, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. so it's a, it's a lot in my opinion do you get out May? Yes. yes yeah so that's the other thing too is we get out before Memorial Day which I love but I would love a longer summer so because our weather out here anyway in Colorado is June is so unpredictable we'll still get snow yeah. we might get rain july is mm. pretty consistent and then august september are usually phenomenal like the best best weather but we're in school so kind of just right. thinks that but anyway so that's us we we made it through the first quarter so hallelujah hey <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. all right megan
2: um, let's see. My low, well, I'll start with my high because it leads into my low. We our fall break was last weekend and we went to Phoenix, Arizona to visit some family. Um, Alex's brother moved out there this summer. So we went out to visit and it was great. It was great. They have a really pretty pool and the weather was beautiful. beautiful.
0: Amazing. Yeah. 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 It was so fun.
2: It was really fun. Um but the low is you know, we just got back last night and then we like slammed real hard into reality this morning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Woke up,
2: I woke up my daughter. She slept through her alarm and I went to wake her up and she's like, no, nope, nope, <laughs> nope <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. She just kept saying no to me with her eyes closed. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I went in there funny. like three times, three different times to wake her up. <laughs> so she was just <laughs> so tired. Uh, anyway, funny. so yeah. it was, you know, that's, Vacations are so great and visiting family is so fun. It was, it was, it was great. It was really, really fun. But coming back to reality is, you know, always a little bit hard and I can feel it. Like I, I am tired, but I, you know, first world problems over here. I now am going to work three in a row because then I have a girls weekend in Midway.
0: Oh, fun. Friday,
2: Saturday, and Sunday, which is so fun. But then it's just like vacation. So much work, so much to do. <laughs> vacation, you know. Like yeah, it's just...
0: yeah. So, yeah. You know, I'm grateful funny. I
2: have the flexibility so that I can arrange my work schedule yeah. so I can do things like this. But it's right. The next yeah. couple of days are going to be a lot.
0: Right. Well, there's always a sacrifice on the front and the back end for a vacation. So yes. yeah, you know, I'm always a little grumbly sometimes getting ready and having to make all the prep, especially if you're leaving your family, there's a lot of prep and getting, making sure all the kids are squared away. Yeah. And then when you get back, there's a lot of, yeah. So, but it's, it's
2: good. It's worth it. <laughs> yep. So. Making, memories. Making, yeah, memories. making memories, but that's me. Very fun.
1: Um, so mine there, there were actually a number, some weeks I'm like, I can't think of anything. Everything is neutral, but (laughs) just like, there's a number of things in different areas of my life. So I think I will talk about the most extreme ones. Um, so we found out on Saturday morning, so today's the 18th. So the 16th, um, that, Kevin's cousin um, died. He oh, was 20, wow. 27. Um, it looks like it might be a drug overdose. Um, he had been in and out of jail even at 27. He that that right. had kind of been the pattern, but he he seemed to have been doing really, really well. So um, that's, that's hard. Yeah, super sad. Yeah. And then so we were up at Bear Lake, just my family with my in-laws. And um, Kevin's great grandma who lives with his mom and dad. We are all up at Bear Lake. So when we found out, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law rushed down to be with um, my mother-in-law's brother. The, and,
2: the parent of...
1: Yeah, the, the parent 20-year-old. of the okay. 27-year-old, yeah. So, mm-hmm. And, but it's, um, so great grandma is the mom of the son who just lost the son does right. that make sense so yes. um
2: yes.
1: and she has dementia and she's not really mobile very well anymore um and um so my mother in law is like can you clean up the house can you take care of mom and then bring her home and I was like yeah totally got this and um so she left and grandma really was concerned about letting people know that she thinks she had a burial plot. So we had that conversation a number of times and Mm -hmm. she wanted to know who went down to be with Chris. And so we had that conversation a number of times. So she remembered that, Mm. that her grandson had died, but there were some really important logistical things that her brain knew she wanted to ask, but couldn't keep, keep, keep it in her forethought, you know, keep it in the short term memory. So, but she has also, because she doesn't remember things very well anymore and she has low mobility, her quality of life has gone down and she's really frustrated about it because when she does remember, she realizes that she, she didn't do much with her day other than sit in the same chair for the most part. Right, Because at this point, it's a little bit easier to bring her meals to her in the, in that chair rather than get her up and move to the, to the table to eat. And so really her existence is table, I mean, bedroom bathroom chair. And, you know, she's, she grew up on a farm and she was super active and she's, she's almost 89 and all of the things. And so So this is the low, but we're getting to the high. Hang with me. I know it's kind (laughs) of dingy, but so I was helping grandma. And the night before she had just said, I I can't believe that I am to a point in my life where I can't do anything for myself. I am so miserable. I'm so sad. And I was, and I tried to tell her, I was like, grandma, you took care of your mom and your mother-in-law. It's about time someone pampered you. You know, I'm just trying to make her feel like, sure we're fine we're good
0: yeah
1: anyway so now we have this tragedy of this 27 year old who didn't want to go juxtaposed with an 89 year old who is like asked when her husband who who passed on you know 17 years ago when when why hasn't he come and got her yet and she's real mad that he's late Mm -hmm. you know like (laughs) she's starting Mm -hmm. to think like that yeah Yeah. (laughs) So she was crying and I was trying to help her Mm -hmm. get dressed and, you know, I'm having to help her in the bathroom, which is totally fine. I don't care. It it doesn't bother me one bit, but she is feeling like, oh my goodness, I can't even do the things. And I just had this, this overwhelming sense of like, I was dressing her and she was sad and I could tell she was sad. She couldn't go and be with her son to help him. Yeah, And she yeah. conceptualized that and she wanted to make sure he was okay. Cause she kept asking who's going to go be with him. Who's going to go be with him. Mm. So we had that, mm. that was probably the most frequent conversation and it turned like clockwork, like maybe mm. every minute he, mm-hmm. she just, mm-hmm. she, she needed that information and her brain was sabotaging her. <clears throat> so I just looked at her and I was like, grandma, you remember how much love you felt when you dressed your babies and when you helped your mother-in-law and your mom, and I said, thank you so much for letting me feel that love. no, For you. And then we both had a good cry. <laughs> and um, I was probably crying about different things than she was.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was a
1: really yeah. sweet moment for me. Yeah so that's my low and high yeah wow, wow we got of lows and highs <laughs> uh, yeah
0: those are, yeah. Those are very so,
2: extreme
1: yes yeah, very so now we get to talk about something that <laughs> could potentially <laughs> be extreme in the other way <laughs> <laughs> not so uh <clears throat> maybe not so important but relevant um mm-hmm. so i am I mean, I think I've talked about it the last a thousand podcasts, but mm-hmm. I am very involved in politics these days. That is what I do. Um, and I saw a question and so I wanted to talk about it with you with you too, but I wanted to put it in a way that is interesting for you guys. Um, it may be interesting for our listeners. Hi, Biz. Thank <laughs> you <laughs> so much for listening.
2: Biz and mom and breathe, Biz and mom
1: Biz and and mom. breathe. hi guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so then i i followed this instagram account which we've talked about before Um, it's she's called sharon says so and she used to be a history teacher and a law teacher so she's very interesting and she she just gives you facts not any biases so it's great so the the question that she posed is well she did three different questions she asked conservative friends moderate friends and liberal friends um, what is one thing that is very important to you politically? <laughs> and I'll go first since it's my question and give you guys time to think. Okay. I don't know how much you have thought about it. Hang on. <coughs> Excuse me, I had to get ready. Yeah. Um, get your voice ready so you can get my these. voice ready. <laughs> so I actually, when I was thinking about this question, and I tend to fall moderate that's, that's just where I tend to see, I like to argue both sides of the fence, kind of a thing to find where I actually feel. Um, and I, and I end up usually on one side for one issue and another side for another issue. But typically for either issue, I tend to take a compromise, which is, it's not great for either. It's not perfect for either side but it might accommodate the most people the best. Right. That's kind of where I end up. So locally for me, my one political issue is um, protecting public comment. It's a, it's in my life right now, it's a giant thing because our school district is trying to reduce it. I just think protecting public comment and, and making it be valuable Mm -hmm is super important because I think that's how elected leaders can make educated decisions because they only have one perspective. So anyway, that's my local one. My national one, this took me a long time to land on, but Mm. I finally decided that I think the thing that uh, would make, that I would champion the most is one issue bills. Um, Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yes, because in Utah, we have a law that you can only do one issue in a bill. One Mm -hmm. issue in a bill. So nationally, there is no law that prevents you from putting anything you want in a bill. So I can't remember which way it went, but there was like some environmental bill. I can't remember. My husband was telling me about it. But within that bill, the only way... That the conservative side would vote for is if they put something about gun policy oh, the environmental sakes. bill dumb. and so no it's so dumb because then you just hold host like it just muddies it it just yep. muddies it because then you get bad policies passed mm-hmm. because you have negotiated something that you want that couldn't get passed on its own
2: yeah, and if it can't get passed on its own, then it can't get passed. Like, you don't have the support. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. to tack it on to something that somebody else wants, like, it, it yeah. should, I agree. I agree. That's a I I would champion that, for sure. A one-issue yeah. bill that it, I, you for either sure. have the support to get it passed or you don't, and you need to rework your bill till it has the support, or move yep. on. Right. Like, I don't, yep. instead of this tacking well, on. And then and,
0: the compromise is uh, connected to the bill, not or the right. policy, right? Um, something that doesn't even apply to what you're talking about, just to get it passed. So it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Point is, we need one-issue bills at a
1: national level, always and forever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yep. Feel that real hard. Yep. All right, Annie. Do you have yours? Because I have mine. I always have mine. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, mine's <laughs> mine's kind of similar with just.
0: Um, yeah, giving the people a voice, I think. Um, just, you know, you know, whatever. Like I said, similar to Emily's, just I yeah. I don't feel like, you know, and where we're seeing it the most, it seems like it's on a school board level. Right now, Out here as well, where, yeah. It just doesn't seem like they are acting on the majority of what people feel and yeah. are asking for and having all this proof and backing up and evidence and things like that and they're still making decisions that are very contrary to yeah. it seems what the majority is and that is really frustrating because that's what they should be doing whether they agree <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know we what, what I mean because we elected represent.
0: them it's weird yes we yeah. elected them in those positions to represent the people and if they are not listening to the people that is really frustrating it feels like what is the point yeah so, and then on a national level and I don't know too much about it but it, this actually came from Sharon Says So's podcast when I listened but she interviewed some other Can of remember his name <laughs> but he just said that Congress should have terms, and mm-hmm. I feel like that makes yep. a lot
2: of sense. I've I've felt that for years, years and years. Because
0: and years. yes, because there's no, I, I just don't see the upside really for anyone who feels like they're going to be in there forever, right? Yeah. I, there's no there's no potential growth. It feels like it feels like you're stagnant, and then I feel like that lends itself to a lot of messing around and making, <laughs> making agreements to, you know, yes. make well, I mean, other people it's happy. Like, yeah. It's
2: like when like a college kid who their parents pay for literally everything, housing, food, tuition, books, all of it. And they just don't take their classes seriously. Right. Yep. They're mm-hmm. like, Oh, if I have to yep. take it over again, whatever, you know, like it's, yep. it's not, yep. there's no fire under their butt. No. To get crap. Yeah. Out there's no on. skin in the game. There's no, skin. Yeah. right. They don't
0: have any skin in the game. And so then of course they're going to do what, uh you know and this is a generalized statement sure Sure. right i'm sure there are some
1: yeah and i think that term limits help um because the house of representatives they're only in there for two years is it the senate that all goes and one of the houses i can't remember which one they all are up for reelection the same year i believe Mm. like it's not staggered Mm. Mm. which makes it I would say it's the senate is it the house I don't know might see this is why
2: I say I know (laughs) politics but I truly don't
1: and maybe I'm lying (laughs) maybe I'm lying maybe they're all staggered but I seem to remember somewhere in the recess of my mind that I learned that and I was like what
2: that's even worse (laughs) so (laughs) okay so like I we've talked about it before um I'm pretty vocal about being a libertarian and that has become that's been a recent mm, over the last decade change Mm. prior to that i would have said i was strongly conservative strongly i've found that where i am is extremely libertarian which you know you could say is moderate i would in some ways you know it's
1: well and nowadays it's moderate right i don't know that in regular life 10 years ago libertarian is moderate but well, i think compared the- to what we have now
2: <laughs> sure maybe i mean so the the catchphrase of libertarianism is fiscally conservative and socially liberal right mm-hmm. where and it and an emphasis on a very small federal government and i feel it in my <laughs> like, I feel it so hard. And I so probably the thing that's most important to me politically mm-hmm. is, is the ability to do and say what you want, as long as you are not harming people. Like, as yeah. long, you know, like, as long as there's no threats of violence or whatever then everybody just stay in your own lane. Like it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And you don't get to force your opinions and your judgments on other people. And you don't get to create laws because you don't want certain people to do and act in certain ways. Like I just feel it. So, and, and so nationally, that's what I feel. I feel like our federal government has gotten gigantic. And I think it has created so many of the ills that, we complain about now and people and, and the entitlements that have yeah. been a result of federal government trying to step in. Um, now you can't take those away, right? Like you can't take those away right. from people, but they haven't actually helped people. They are yes. such a crutch. And, yeah. and from a Christian point of view, having a federal government step in where people should service and be charitable takes that opportunity away from people to service and be charitable does that make sense mm, like yeah neighborhoods yeah. should take care of their neighborhoods and people should take care of their like it, it should be more about that and not the government providing all of everything all of the everything literally everything for people yeah. and it's not i just don't think i just. i just don't and from a local point of view Um, Since we're talking about schools for all of our locals, uh, school choice, man, school choice all day, every day. And that has been a position I have held for over a decade. Uh, Yeah, I don't. (sighs) If people are like money should follow the child.
1: Yes. Not just a voucher,
2: not a voucher. It'd be a big shakeup, right? Like it would be a lot of change and people are very uncomfortable with change,
1: um so I, I, maybe a little less this year though mix
2: well I'm, I'm hopeful I'm really hopeful because I've wanted this for a long time and I do like I do understand the benefits of the children in the neighborhood all going to the same school sure right there there is a sense of community when everybody goes to the same school and there's a you know because then everybody's got skin in the game for how that right. school does and how their children you know like and you can yeah. make friends locally and you, like I I get it. I do. And I support it. Um, but that doesn't mean it can't still be different. You know, like you can, right. Well, I don't know. Go I ahead. was going
0: to say that's, we have school choice out here. So I, no. I mean, I don't, I guess I don't know another way. Cause that's really all I've ever known. We have sure. like 10 hundred charter schools out here. And within Amazing. my, you know, our congregation at church, it's, it is that where everyone is going to different schools. You have two or three that go to this school, two or three that go to another. So there is, is not quite that sense of community, but yeah. I do love that we have the choice to yep. go wherever we need and want our child to go, depending on what that school is saying they're going to offer. And I do think it, it ups the game for the public schools. Cause I, I have had my kids go to a charter school and go to public school. And I remember distinctly when they were at a public school for elementary, they just said, we are so grateful you are here because we know you have a choice. And so they oh. feel that, you know, yeah. they yeah. feel that, that it is it is not a guarantee just because you're in the neighboring right next to the school that your that child will actually go to that school. So I do think it it increases...
1: Yeah, instruction,
0: and yeah. and they just have a little more skin in the game. It's not a guarantee that yeah, x amount of houses in this neighborhood are going to provide this many kids to the school. So
2: well, and but, and obviously to your point, like since you do have school choice, and yet you are still frustrated with the school board, it is not a blanket fix all no. for all of the frustrations right. and feeling, you know, from a board level, right? But I yeah. feel like you have a yeah. little, you just. At the very least, you have the illusion of more control over uh-huh. what <laughs> your kids, where yeah. your kids go and what they're taught and how, how it's taught uh-huh. and what the focuses right. are, and you know, like, it well,
0: just uh, yeah, a little, and it's interesting, it too, too time, because yeah. there's a lot more th- popping up, even though I feel like we already have plenty, but more <laughs> on the homeschool front, right, where yeah. parents are pulling together, like, this is crap, let's take over our kid's education, you know, let's, yeah. let's pull in and, and hire and still a teacher. Let
2: socialize and do... Yep.
0: Yep. We'll hire a teacher, do it, whatever, you know, five through six, I don't know, whatever. I've seen a whole bunch of stuff where they're kind sure. of old schooling at pioneering where it's like a teacher will do Multiple a variety of ages. grades. So mm-hmm. that is so fascinating
1: to think of a yeah. hybrid homeschool slash community yes. school where yeah. i mean the kids go to school till what noon and because they don't have a lot of crap that they have to right add yeah. in Busy work. or, or mm-hmm. test for or so but it's so mm-hmm. interesting to think of a hybrid home school right. community school right interesting Not, interesting yeah. brain thoughts be, right. today no kidding No. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Well, thank thank you, ladies. That was an
1: interesting, non-confrontational political discussion. (laughs) Well, it does
2: does help that we all mean in a similar way. I was going to say, we all
1: agreed with each other, so (laughs) that's true.
0: (laughs) Fine. First, my bubble. Be logical. (laughs) Whatever. It was good. It was good. Well, it's just good food for thought, right? I mean, I think it's good to know the ways that you you know or just get yourself educated get more involved I yeah. I think every voice does matter I really do and even though sometimes yeah. it doesn't feel like it I do think it me matters Me too.
2: well and I the ones that I disagree agree. with I think their voice matters too like I think it matters oh, of course much. like I think it's important to like to think about you know what is something that is important to me politically and if somebody disagrees with me and be like oh that must be really important to them and other sure, people right. do right. clearly clearly yeah. other people do <laughs> you know so, so I, think I it's important to remember that when you do disagree with somebody you probably do have some common ground you're just coming oh, at it yeah. from a different way
0: yeah definitely well and yeah. I think
1: this is a very um I would love to see the world be able to have more nuanced discussions oh, for sure with each other and understand that you're not going to come up with the same solution. So I actually really like this question. I think it's a very Mm
0: -hmm.
1: good question to ask um, anyone that you you may not agree with and see if there is some way that you could align your political goals in a way that you're ending up working together. Well, good discussion, ladies. Yeah, as
2: always. always. Yep. Okay,
0: we'll talk to you later. Bye,
2: guys. Let